welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, welcome again to the Shrink Think Podcast. We're excited to be here for you and with you again with some exciting new topics. Today, we're going to be talking about why the heck are you going to therapy? Like, everything seems fine. You don't seem like the kind of person that needs therapy. You're happy all the time. Your life seems great. In fact, I kind of envy a bit about what you've got going on. Um, You don't really seem to have a whole lot of problems. Um, maybe even it seems like, you know, nothing bad happens to you or if something does, it's like somehow magically you come out richer on the other side of it (laughs) or with like more friends or I don't know, somehow (laughs) your life just produces rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) So why the heck are you going to therapy? But first we want to tell you about a new service that we created that's coming soon for therapists and for people going to therapy. It's called Shrink Think. Shocker. <laughs> shrink Think Podcast, Shrink Think. These are short educational videos to inform you so that you can be empowered to get the most out of your therapy experience. We really want to bridge the gap between clients and therapies, both with this podcast and those videos. So stay tuned to our website, shrinkthink.com, for more information. But for now, so let's jump back into okay, so if you're a, if you're a client, you're a person and you're going to therapy. And you're there, you're kind of explaining your life and everything seems fine. But yet at the same time, maybe you're like unhappy or anxious or you don't really know what's going on inside of you. But everything else seems like it's fine. And maybe even in some ways, like you are happy all the time. Um, And then if you're the therapist on the other side, you're like looking at this person like, yeah, like (laughs) you're amazing. Why are you even here? Um, so that's kind of the topic that we want to bring forth today and kind of unpack that a bit because it does happen to us as therapists and we want to put it out there and help you to understand. Yeah. I think, um, I think of like even backing up a little bit to the idea that maybe you're considering going to therapy and the mere thought that you have is that doesn't even make sense for me. Like if other people thought I was going to therapy, they'd be like, why are you going? You've like, you've got your jobs fine you make good money, you know, you have whatever. And then you're you're thinking, man, like, why am I even thinking about doing this? And there's not, it's kind of everything in your life is just vanilla. It may be that, um, just to put this out there for other, for other therapists and for other, um, you know, the people that they would be like, wow, um, I would love to have vanilla, you know, um, this is also a person who you'd be like, well, Maybe have you ever thought about like changing your context or yeah, I went to Barbados last month to like, and I lay on the beach and I was like, I don't even enjoy this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. like, but like, it's good. You know, it's sunny or whatever. We went out and caught 14 fish, you know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's good. You know, you're like, what? <laughs> right. What you, yeah. And for those of you who are thinking like, great, you guys are talking to one person. <laughs> like, no, it's not true. There are people, maybe the Barbados thing is not true, <laughs> but the idea of, there's people out there and, and this, there's this emptiness. And a lot of the times, the other thing that I, is a passion of mine, passionate meaning I cannot stand it, 
is this idea of positive psychology where a lot of us get told, like, just be positive. Like it's all, you know, so that same, you know, person that things are vanilla on, they're like, well, maybe I'm just not positive enough. Like, I just got to be more positive. So, and I have no reason to be negative. Be happy. Be nice. I promise it'll change your life. (laughs) Those are the P's of black eyes. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I didn't even know that till earlier. We were talking about this before the podcast. And and I said, is that an actual song? And he was like, yes, (laughs) Yes. it is. It's And I kind of use it jokingly because for that exact reason, it's kind of like, are you down? Maybe you should be happy. (laughs) It'll change your life. Yeah. Just choose. But these are also the people for you, therapists working in community mental health or hospital setting or in, in, that you would think these people don't need help. Like I would not. What would you diagnose them with, Nate? What would you even do if they want to use insurance? You know, and so it's like um, and then for a lot of us to be like, yeah, what is going on? And if even for that person, they would be like, I don't even know. Like I kind of started out with like what what the point would be. So, yeah, let's let's dive in there, because I, you know, sitting across from these people, I've had a, a, a lot of these experiences and I, I go through the same thing. Somebody comes in, maybe they look, you know, well dressed or put together. Maybe they've got a lot going on for them. Um, I'm reading through their intake. And everything seems great, you know, ask them about their family growing up. Well, and- not maybe I mean, maybe just normal. Right, right. Exactly. Not they're not exceptional. They're just it just you look at them and like you look normal. You look like you, you know, have things together. You're not lacking in your life in some major capacity. Um, I'm reading through some of their background. It seems like they grew up, had things, you know, maybe played some sports or were involved in drama or arts and uh, parents were supportive. Maybe they went to college, uh, got a job have a family, whatever. And it's like, everything seems pretty fine. And, and when you say vanilla, vanilla doesn't mean boring. Um, it just means that like, there's nothing significant that seems like it's going on. Like, well, did you experience a loss? Was there a lot of conflict? Uh, did something, was there like an accident or any major upset that has happened in your life? No, 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 no. So then as a therapist, I'm like, so why are you here? It's, it's, frustrating but or it's really more confusing i think for um initially but since i've done this long enough i know that there's a reason so yeah i i for you therapists out there i think you you can't settle for face value for what it looks like on the surface or even like you were saying before this is a a positive person where they've got a good answer for everything and you know they're they they turn everything into something that's positive that does genuinely to them and to even to you seem like a good thing. And so they're saying all this stuff and everything looks like it's good. But then again, you're still met with the question of why are you here? That's where I usually have to peel back the layers and start asking some more direct questions. I think a lot of times um, it's, it's because folks that are kind of more set up naturally to not have a lot that's been happening, like they don't, like I think of some people maybe haven't even had any death in their family yet. Like they just don't like they may have lost a great grandfather and they're younger and they're successful. Um, they don't really have any of that going on. Um, they've had friends maybe that have got that. They've got, like you said, good support figures. And so what that also means to them is they are supposed to be fine. 
they don't feel that way when they're when they're finally honest with themselves, which is why they've shown up in a therapy, but they don't really know why they don't feel that way. And it can feel for them like really like they could have anxiety around it. They could be depressed. That diagnostic criteria would have to exist, but but it usually is because for them it's it's definitely worse than what it would be for their peer group, right? So they're like because they feel empty, they feel hollow when they start looking at it. They don't really have a quote unquote good reason in America to feel that way. But in it, and what it will end up being usually is like a lot of unprocessed stuff because it should, they should be fine. Like, so they've gone through life, like being fine about stuff that they weren't fine about that. They, they shouldn't have been fine about it. Yeah. I remember uh, one such case where there was a family that came in and there was like a teenager. Uh, I think it was like a teen boy. And they had a special needs sibling that everybody in the family loved and supported and rallied around. Um, and, and it was, a, I mean, really a beautiful family culture. Um, but as I peeled back some of the layers, lo and behold, that teenager, you know, was playing sports, but was also depressed. And, and I was unpacking, like, why are they depressed? Well, it turned out that and they had a really hard time getting to this and even saying it because they felt really guilty about it. but the special needs sibling got a lot of attention and it took a lot of time from mom and dad away from them for their sibling, but they understood like this, the sibling that they loved needed it. And they, the kid himself was even caring for the sibling. And so like they understood, like that's just what happens. And at the same time, he still felt left out. He felt like he didn't get enough attention and that made him feel sad and depressed. But at the same time, he was like writing over that or overriding it with, but I'm not supposed to, right? Because this is what you do for a special needs sibling. Right. Well, and you, you're not special needs. You're fine. I mean, what kind of a person are you? And in fact, in the family, we need you to be fine, right? And that's not necessarily directly spoken, but a lot of times that gets communicated inadvertently. And that's nobody's fault. It's not like we need to blame mom and dad for doing something wrong. It just is a natural outgrowth of a, a situation. And so, but the result is still, I feel like I should be fine. So I don't have a right to these feelings. Yeah, it turns out um, <laughs> you have needs. And one of those actual needs is to be enjoyed, right? So if you naturally have things that like qualities about yourself that other people, and like, just, let's just be honest, might be jealous about, of, like, for example, you are smart. You've always got good grades. You really haven't had to try that hard. That stuff just comes easy to you. Yep, you were on varsity, whatever, in sports. I'm like, and you're the person where people go, really? And people don't even think about you. They don't think like, oh, you need anything because you seem to be able to get everything, right? So you don't get the depth of relationship that you have, maybe not as much because people don't invest because they maybe even feel like they're kind of jealous and they don't want to be, they don't, they don't like it. And on top of that, you don't have any idea that any of this is even happening, right? Because if nobody is saying it, if nobody's communicating it, or if you're not having any of those deeper experiences, then this is just happening and this is just normal to you. It's kind of like, you know, doesn't everybody live this way? I mean, literally, that's the kind of thing that people will come in and say. They're like, well, isn't this normal? Doesn't everybody feel this way? Or doesn't everybody have this kind of experience, right? They, they don't know anything different from what they've experienced. And so as I start asking more of those direct questions, 
um, they can start saying like, well, I mean, I know my parents love me, you know, you know, they always been there for me. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have to get really, really like hyper aware, uh, attuned. And I'll, I'll pick up on that phrasing. But you said, you know, you know, your parents love you. Did you feel loved? Did you experience it on a regular basis? Because I'm alluding to that deeper connection in this example that you're talking about. And they'll say, well, I mean, we, it's not like, I mean, we talked a lot. They were there for me. I could share things. You know, we're pretty open. I'm like, well, that's not my question. My question is, did you feel that deeper connection or that, that you know, support that you were looking for? Um, I mean, maybe not. I, I mean, I, they did all these things, you know, so it should look like that, but maybe not. And again, I'm, I'm beginning to kind of open up this deeper layer of like, maybe there's actually a whole lot more going on than you realize beyond just the doing and the good and the happy that actually is, that's the thing that's actually hurting you. Right. And so the, the reality is, is what we do as humans uh, is we process life or we don't <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. We just do life. Right. And so it, that we're, we're speaking to folks that that look like because they're able to behave their way through based on natural ability, that things are going because they, everything looks like it's supposed to look. So therefore we automatically assume that it is deep. It's, it's like, well, no, I mean, the idea that, you know, we were talking about this before we, we were doing the podcast that this idea of like, Oh, money can't buy you happiness. Well, think about that for a second. What, what happens when you have got all the money and you actually realize that money can't buy you happiness, right? Right. Your friends are calling you, but you know, like, oh, they just want my money or they just want a, the benefit of it. They don't really actually want me. Right. That, that idea of like, man, you like, and, and how do you explain it? Like, who do you talk to how, and, and what goes on inside, inside you? And is that even okay? And so anyway, just, just kind of a thought. And it's like, there is, we realize, you know, if you just look at sheer percentages, this is not a lot of people, but um, in America, it's way, way more people. And it also is, is somewhat subjective. I mean, if you're a, a single person making about 75 or $80,000 a year, you can probably take a vacation when you want, and you probably have really good health insurance, and you could appear, for lack of a better way to say it, wealthy, you know, like, um, because of how you live. So this doesn't have to be necessarily a lot of money, but you can be very unhappy. Like, well, are you going to go? Well, none of my friends can go to this trip. So you're just going to go anyway? Like, well, yeah, I went. Well, what'd you do? Oh, well, I did these different excursions or whatever. Like, okay, was it fun? Oh, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But there's something missing. You can't. Who are you sharing it with? Yeah, right. This idea of loneliness and being alone. But I, I, well, I talked about that processing earlier. I think of it like um, with our computers, it used to be, and some people still do this, I think, where you you needed to go in and, and intentionally defragment your computer. And the reason why is because computer puts stuff in weird places. And then after a while, like, and it sends through and then it reorganizes out all the data and puts it where it's more efficient. Um, computers do that mainly on their own now automatically. But people don't. Like, and a lot of what's happening in therapy is this idea that, okay, all these things that you've just been living life for, let's organize those. Let's look at what you, let's just help you to accept that you do have needs. They, and there are situations when they're in need, that they're in need. Like you went for a while 
without it. And it turns out you can't actually go without it because it is a need. Right. And this is this is kind of the problem on that other side of that. You know, you were describing that positive psychology movement when somebody is just happy all the time. I mean, the problem with that is that you've got emotions are a range. They're a, a spectrum, right? It's an emotion is not just happiness. It's happiness and sadness at the same time. For example, the ability to be happy is contingent on your ability to also experience sadness, right? Because when you are sad and then you come out of it, then it's like, oh, I'm happy. If you don't have any bad things that happen, if you're just happy all the time, it's, it's not really happy, right? It's just because if, if good is good all the time, you don't actually know what good is. You only know what good is when you've had bad. You've had bad, you know, you have a bad burger and like, oh, that was terrible. And you have a good one or a better one, you know, and you're like, oh, this is way better. But the good is in contrast to the bad. And with emotions, the ability to feel the depth of sadness or the negative emotions will help you and enable you to feel the depth and the authenticity of the positive ones as well. And so when you talk about needs, feelings are, or I should say, needs are related to feelings. When you're feeling something, it's kind of revealing that you have a need somewhere, whether it's to be heard and cared for, or maybe there's something, you know, some other kind of a need going on. So if you're just happy all the time, it's kind of like saying, yeah, I don't have any needs. I'm good. I'm really good. just genuinely good. Yeah. <laughs> and there are certain personalities that are more prone to these different things. And I, and I do want to say um, there is there is definitely something to intentionally trying to be happy or, or whatever. And then that changing your physiology. It it does work to some extent. Yeah, like gratitude, you know, if you if you adopt an attitude of gratitude, if you choose that, that will that is something that will help you get out of depression, for example. Yeah, I remember the first time I experienced this actually was when I was a host at Sherry's in one of my early jobs. I I was having a bad day, but now I have to be happy <laughs> to the people. <laughs> right. So I'm like smiling all the time because I have to. And at some point in there, I was like, Dang, I actually feel okay. <laughs> it's like an internal battle. No, I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> right. So I'm like, crap, this is actually a thing. And and um, so yeah, it does have an effect. But on the other hand, at some point you're also just pretending. And there is a part of our culture where that is completely okay. I'm I mean, I this is a this is kind of where it shows up for me as far as like the idea of this there needs to be meaning behind stuff. And um, man, I hope I'm not uh, irritating you guys too much, but I think there's a show on that's all late at night and sometimes I'll be watching a movie or whatever. And then when the movie turns off, the channel that was already there still like has switched over into this other show that I cannot stand. And it's the TMZ, which is this whole thing on celebrities like and they're taking all this stuff so seriously. Like, I can't believe that he dressed he like it was something with Kanye dressing his wife and like giving him giving her feedback on what she should be wearing. And she was totally beside herself because he always told her that he dressed her better than she did. Wait, which soap opera was it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and I'm just sitting there like this does not matter. Like <laughs> right. the first people to go like who is watching this and going like, I can't believe that celebrity. Like, and again, <laughs> you're probably out there again. But also you're the person I'm thinking of that's like, just be happy. Like, no, like there is there is the other side, though, 
where not everything's a problem either. Like getting into the negativity and feeling like, man, I just need meaning. You don't know. You shouldn't be happy because like, you know, I don't want to say that either. There's two sides of the coin. We understand that. But you can't pretend on, at one point you're, you're kind of pretending and not being full. Like you're saying you, you have to, like, I think of that when you brought the hamburger thing, this actually just happened to me. I had this really good hamburger and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been eating crappy hamburgers. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that's such a great example. Oh, that's such a good example because it's like when you do actually experience it, you're like, this is what I've been missing in my life. <laughs> right? right. But on a, like a life level, not just a hamburger level. Right? <laughs> what do you mean not just a hamburger level? Be positive. But it's true. Like when you actually experience like that, Maybe like that depth of of connection or somebody actually understands you or you can experience, you know, the grief or the the pain of the thing in your life that you never really got to. And it's safe and it's okay to do it. And you got to share it with somebody, you know, a therapist or something. You realize, oh, man, there's a whole lot more meaning in life than just the being happy. I mean, the, the reality is, is that people need depth, but in order for depth to be there you have to allow yourself to experience the breadth of emotion. And that, my friends, is the difference between happiness and contentment. Happiness is like a feeling of like, oh, I'm happy. I'm having a good day, right? Like working at Sherry's. Contentment is that like deeper, sometimes it's joy, but it's like a deeper, I'm okay. Right. And so when you're not feeling that I'm okay is typically when you call a therapist and try to, because really what we're doing is defragging you. (laughs) You don't know it, but we're clicking buttons (laughs) while you're in our office. (laughs) This just got really weird, but you know that we're at the close of an episode. So go out and get a great hamburger and (laughs) have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 